Welcome to episode 57 of the Football Fignuts podcast. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. This is season two, episode seven, because we're doing tracking both those things. Why? Why not? Why not? Because we can. But we are back. We have finished positional rankings. Last week, we talked about some ADP shifts and some, uh, well, mainly we talked about position battles. But this week, we come to you with injuries already. We need to call in the doctors. We have, uh, oh yeah, we also brought our tinfoil hats last last week. Which we did. We got tremendous feedback on. People like the tinfoil hat stuff. They do. We can't bring it out every week. No, I've got to have a good conspiracy theory. Yeah. So, but it, it'll be back. I promise you. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, our strategy for the season. We'll talk about some of the injuries that have happened. But first, we are going to start where we always start. Craig has just slid me a glass of liquid. It is beer appearing in nature. Craig, what is this? Uh, this week, um, because it's still summer, uh, this was a beer recommended to me by a coworker. Okay, uh, it's from Sam Adams. It oh, is called. I hate it, it is called Porch Rocker. Uh, it is their shandy, essentially. That's how I felt oh, it tasted. I have never had a Sam Adams beer that I genuinely like. That's fair, honestly. And I tried the Rebel IPA is the closest I have ever had to like tolerable right but even after one glass of that i'm like not so much yeah give me some gasoline i'd rather drink that all right all right here we go let's see what we got all right he's taking a swig he's thinking about it he's swishing it around he's staring off it's not terrible okay or as homer would say (laughs) it passed the first test i didn't go blind (laughs) that was when he was inventing the flaming homer (laughs) yes which becomes the flaming well (laughs) Um, it is tart. The lemon's very light. It reminds me a great deal of a lighter version of a malt beer type beverage that we used to drink in college called One-Eyed Jack, which was like, it smelled like a lemon just fermented and then slapped you in the face. Interesting. I never so, had that. Oh, it was very rare. It, it was, it was big in at UConn for about a month and then disappeared. I don't even know if they still make it. Um, like Zima. This, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Is Zima gone again? I think it is. I know. I know you were excited I'm about sure, this time last year. You were drinking. I'm it. sure it will be back again because I'm sure enough idiots like me bought some. So yeah. So yeah, this. I mean, this isn't bad. It's it's. If you like lemon, you probably would like this. The lemon's light. It's very light. Not as much lemon as the Narragansett. Not not like Lacroix light. Right. Have you ever had Lacroix? The seltzer. Yes. Not a fan. And not, I like and I like seltzer. Why don't you like it? Uh, the flavors are very like mild. There's a meme going around the internet that says LaCroix is like you got a bottle of seltzer and asked a fruit to whisper into it. (laughs) And my wife, every time we go somewhere, any store we see LaCroix in, she just starts to laugh because she keeps thinking about that internet meme. You know, and that's I and that's that's exactly what I hear from other people. It's too light. So it's that's like, how you feel about this? You think this should be a little more lemony? I, I prefer more lemon personally, but I can understand mm-hmm. why people would like this. So yeah. I'm going to finish this, and I'm going to move on to my sip of sunshine because I brought that's me some fair. Lawson's Finest. Uh, and my other beer, which I'll open shortly, is by uh, Dogfish Head. What's that? It's their 60-minute IPA. You know, I once saw a woman have an argument at a, with a bartender that's in random. Atlantic City over okay. Dogfish Head okay. IPA. This one in particular? <laughs> yes. Because they had 60-minute IP, and I don't understand anything about the whole 60-minute, 90-minute thing. Let me start by saying that. 
They had 60-minute IPA on tap in this casino bar. We were leaving. I was waiting for them to pull the car around. Okay. And I'm sitting inside the casino, and I hear this woman go, what do you have on tap in IPAs? And she, the lady lists off like three or four of them. And the last one is Dogfish Head 60-minute IPA. Okay. And the lady looks at the bartender and says, do you have 90-minute IPA? All right. And the bartender says, no, I'm sorry. We don't have that on tap. Okay. Do you have it in bottles? I can check. No, we don't carry the 90-minute and IPA in bottles. Does a different bar in this casino, and I'm thinking to myself, lady, come on. <laughs> Just let it go. Does a different bar have it? And the lady's like, no, our beer selections are standardized throughout the building. I see. Well, why would you have 60-minute and not 90 yeah, you can't see the what? look Craig just made, but Craig just looked like, like the confused dog look like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I want to grab one of these bottles and break it over this lady's head. You're arguing, this woman doesn't decide what beer to, or, or, to, to, to order. order. That's not and her what, call. And what bar would have like, every, you know, now I want to say every beer, but with multiple beers from the same place. Yeah, you're, you're in one, there's only two situations I can think of. One, a tap takeover where right. Dogfish advertises all Same. of our beers will be available this right. night only. Right. Or if you're at the freaking Dogfish Brewery. Right. <laughs> That's it. That's yep. it. I, I mean, we're huge Two Roads fans. We drink a tremendous amount of Two Roads beer. Some would argue too much. but That's a different podcast. Hashtag sponsor us, which is a whole other conversation. They've been talking to us. Um, we may have we may have an official sponsor someday soon, which would be nice. Um but yeah, you don't see that. I mean, we go to bars. If we see more than one, two roads on tap in the regular rotation, it's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. And it's always one of two. It's always one of two whenever I go to bars. It's either their double IPA or it's their Pilsner. Every single time. It, it, that's Those are like the two that people stock the one up. I always, wait, is that the Little Heaven? Oh, no. Little Heaven sometimes you see, too. I, I see Little, little Heaven, Heaven most places. We see Little Heaven a lot. And sometimes they have a seasonal tap or a rotating tap, things right. like that. But if they have a dedicated tap, Road to Ruin, Little Heaven, or uh, Olfactory Pilsner are, are the three that and are always randomly on. a seasonal, depending on the bar. Yes, but. and sometimes if a beer does have two, it's usually one of those three I listed and the seasonal. You know, but it depends. Anyway, all right. So enough about the beer. Speaking of beer, I'm gonna go ahead and open my sip of sunshine because I finished the small sip of Porch Rocker that Craig <sighs> gave me. Yeah, I love that sound. <laughs> So this, I, I stopped at Whole Foods for dinner on Monday night, and I said to my wife, I'm going to go look at the uh, the beer selection. And she was like, all right. And I walked over, and I saw immediately the bright yellow can sitting in the that cooler. That was at Whole Foods? It was at Whole Foods. They have wow. it once in a while, but it flies off the shelf. So it's Monday night. I have no intention of drinking on a Monday night, but I grabbed Liar. a four-pack of beer. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. This is honestly the first one I opened. But she comes around the corner, and I'm holding my box with my pizza, and on top of it is a four-pack of Sip of Sunshine. And she's like, I thought you were just looking. I'm like, hey, but the Sip of Sunshine. we got to get it when we can. <laughs> so, all right, burning hot take questions. Would you like to give or would you like to receive? Um, my question involves one of the topics we're going to cover, so I will uh, receive first. Okay. So there was a minor injury today, or we think it's minor. Okay. You may or may not have heard this. But one of your favorite team's players and a favorite player of mine was removed from practice, went into the locker room to meet with trainers, and was not seen leaving after. Okay. Joe Mixon came out of practice today. Had you heard this already? I did not hear that yet. So it didn't look bad, but it was whatever happened was bad enough that he was like, whoa, something ain't right. I better go get checked out. Are you worried at all? I mean, we don't know what it is, but... Joe Mixon doesn't Joe Mixon doesn't have a really bad injury history as far as I've seen. Are you nervous at all that, you know, if you lose Mixon, what are you going to do? 
Um, it becomes the uh, Geo Show. For the second straight year. For the second straight year, which luckily he's used to. Uh, I'm slightly concerned. Um, I haven't, like I said, I just heard about this now, so right. I don't know any details about it other than you, no, no you one does. said. No one does. The team hasn't said anything about it. All right, then that's not necessarily a bad thing. Did he, he walked off the field on his own. And they said he did not appear to be limping. That was the report. All right, so those are two pluses. So. So, yeah. Let's let's imagine worst Hopefully case scenario. Optimistic. Let's be optimistic, but let's imagine worst case scenario. He's yep. going to be out for like say four weeks. Something he broke something, broke right. something in his hands. Something doesn't affect his legs. Right. Kind of like David Johnson broke his wrist last year, but something might have broke a finger or something. He's going to be out four or five weeks. Are you worried about those first four or five weeks as a Bengals fan or as a fantasy owner? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, sl- I'm slightly worried as a Bengals fan because I know they were planning on having him in the offense a lot more right he was going to be the feature back with geo doing like short yardage goal line you know giving Mixon a rest right uh, but since geo was pretty much the feature back last year i'm not worried that he's not gonna be able to handle it if he's out longer gotcha so all right and what about as a fantasy owner fantasy owner it's kind of conflicting for me i don't know if you feel this Does way it about- affect his draft value let's put it that way I think injuries always affect your draft value a little bit. At least possibly around, depending what you're planning on using that person for. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Question to you. Uh, so my question uh, has to do with one of the topics we were going to cover tonight. Right, go for it. Because we'll, um, we'll go. So I have not, for ever since I've been into football, I have not been a fan of preseason games. Okay. Preseason games, like there have been games added on to preseason since I've been following football. So now there's four four weeks preseason. Yes. Um, so if you look at the injuries that have happened lately, uh, like the injury in Washington. Which, on a which, side note, was really bad timing for us because on Wednesday night we talked right. about the position battle in running backs. We released on Friday mornings. In between, Darius Geis was done for the year. So right. we apologize for that. So Just nothing we can do about that. So Geis is done for the year. Um, Parker in Miami has a broken finger. Yeah, that's not a loss. <laughs> that's not a loss. Devontae and, Parker is not impressive to me. No, uh, but I mean, he's just, he's on the list. Uh, of what? People ben, who play in the NFL? Yes. Uh, Roethlisberger has a concussion. This would be his fourth if it's confirmed as a concussion. I know right, he's, he's in the protocol. In, right. Antonio Brown has a hamstring hip flexor ding. ding. There's something going on there. So um, I'll go some. Crowell for the Jets has a concussion. Jordan Howard. Has a knee issue going on. Oh, that's not new. That's true. Well, I mean, it's new that it's in the news, <laughs> but it's not Matt, new that he's knee problems. Matt Bryant is the hurt. kicker? Yep. I don't want to talk about kicker injuries. <laughs> well, I'm just saying notable names. Um, that, that, wait, I Matt mean, Bryant, there's a few. Is the kicker really notable from a I mean, fantasy for, perspective? For kickers, he is? Yeah, but Golden that's... Tate uh, injured. What's wrong with Golden Tate now? Uh, he took a hit to his knee. In a preseason oh, game goodness. against the Raiders, he did not return after he left. Jimmy Graham has a Jimmy apologize. Graham has a knee thing going on. What's with the knees all of a sudden? Not all of a sudden, but like in bunches. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of bunches. Um, let's see, uh, Jalen Ramsey who's hurt. Oh, he's his own topic. Um, there's another couple names here. Give me a second. Went over Parker. <sighs> there's a question in here somewhere, folks. I swear. Rex Burkhead. What's wrong with Burkhead now? Undisclosed, because the so, Patriots do not talk about their issues. So Sony Michelle's got some sort of injury that they're working on, and yep. he's going to be gone until probably week one. Uh, Jeremy Hill, ex-Bengal, 
Oh, he geez. left. He left practice holding his right leg. He's a patriot too. Yes. So who's left there? Vereen? Sure. <laughs> Cinch is in here. Vereen's like <laughs> it, right? Right. Uh, Saquon Barkley. He has a quote-unquote mild strain of his hamstring. I saw of his that. hamstring. I saw that. Uh, that is a key part of running. The world stops spinning when that happened in New York. Just so you know. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, the list goes on. It, what is the point of preseason? Like, why is it more than two games? All you right, already know who's starting. You. I will tell you why. Oh, yeah. Rashad Penny, also hurt. He's getting surgery tomorrow, from what I hear. Yep. He's having surgery this week. Here's the point. I don't think we need four. Other than the NFL making money. There's that. I don't think it needs to be more than two games. But the real, the real point of it is, do you believe that people would be able to prepare for the regular season as efficiently without it? Yes. Do you feel like practices and joint scrimmages would be enough? Yes. I don't. Coaches already know who's going to start. There's no position battles at tackle. But there's it's a completely different feel between scrimmages and gameplay. You don't So okay, so you have your starting offense. They're in for one series. What is the point? Well, they get in more as the for games 2 and 3 and then they back them out in 4 because they have to make significant cuts. I, I don't I agree that the preseason's too long, but I think you need at least two preseason games. I'm okay with two, but, but four is excessive. Four is excessive, and I know the players had this issue when they were redoing their contract last time. That yeah, because the NFL wanted to do it even a more. lot of right. A lot of them they wanted to do it more, and they were like, no, right. <laughs> Like, we barely survived 16 games and in the season. I mean, and, and there was... The, oh, I can't remember the name of the guy. There was a Minnesota Viking who literally dropped dead in the August heat one time, like, four or five years ago. Yep. I think it was a defensive player who just died of heat exhaustion on the field. Um. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's arguments against it. I think you need that game repetition. And we've seen it. How often do we see the season begins and people don't look ready to play? They don't look prepared. And they're... I mean... People who take forever to warm up. Keenan Allen was terrible the first half of last year. First four or five games, he caught caught fire the last ten games, and and it's it, it's part of it is the preseason needs to be better yeah. organized. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'll Jeremy McKinnon, Richard Sherman, Jarek McKin- Jarek McKinnon. Okay, here yeah, we I go. I said Jeremy. Sorry, Jarek McKinnon. They've already signed Alfred Morris, which <laughs> everyone got, in that last preseason they did five people got hurt. Including Beretta, including Matt, including um, Kittle. <laughs> oh yeah, George Kittle is a questionable for the start of the year. Um, I'm still big on George Kittle though. Me too. Um, Me too. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. I, I see your point, but I also think that getting ready for the gameplay. There's a reason why certain players have a bad week one on both on both sides of the ball, and and that's a big part of it. So, all right, question the third. Okay. Off football. Okay. Are you familiar with a internet sensation known as Trogdor the Burninator? Yes. You have seen his video by the the site Homestar Runner. Yes. His kick they started the Kickstarter. Right. To bring us a Trogdor the board game. Right. It concluded today. Okay. It was successful. All right. Homestar Runner asked for $75,000 in pledges to be able to make this game. Okay. They fielded $1.4 million. All right, then. That's like 1,500% <laughs> funded. And we need we need 75 grand. We give you 1.4 million. My question to you is why the hell haven't we developed a Kickstarter yet? Um, That's a good question. If a dragon <laughs> drawn on a piece of paper. With, a, with an arm. 
with a beefy arm. <laughs> which, by the way, comes into play if you if you go to the Kickstarter and watch the video. Have you seen the video for yeah. the board game? He yells, "Ow, my beef!" at one point, which is hysterical. <laughs> he gets shot in the arm. Ow, my beef! Um, <laughs> if that can raise one point four million dollars. What the hell are we doing? Where is the football fig nuts board game? I don't know. I mean, we can try to make one. I don't I mean, see what, why I not. Mean, I mean, it'd have to be it'd have to be a play counterplay kind of situation because there's the two of us. Yeah. But we could have cards like Craig's Mike f's up, which is an actual real life thing, <laughs> or Britt gets really drunk and slurs, which is also sometimes a real life thing. I, I mean, maybe we could get people to throw money at us in Kickstarter. I sure why not? Just saying, why haven't we done this? One point well. four million dollars. I just bumped the mic. Sorry, <laughs> you guys heard that. One point four million dollars in funding because a, because a, a web cartoon drew a dragon and wrote a song. Yes, I, I can't believe. I don't that. know. We we missed a meeting about something. Yeah, man, we missed the boat. You need yep. to go back in time. You know that people say if I go back in time, I would do this. If I could go back in time, I'd go back about two months before the Trogdor video originally <laughs> came out, and I would hand myself a copy of the Trogdor video and say, "Put this out before they do." And you'll make a Kickstarter and make million, $1.4 million. So, All right, onward to the main event stuff. So Craig talked about a bunch of injuries. We have a bunch of injuries out on the board. Um, no one has shifted except in my ADPs and my draft board, no one has shifted but Geis. Because he's permanently injured. Well, he's it <laughs> for done the for the year. Here's what I would say. If you're in a keeper league or a dynasty league that hasn't drafted yet, Geis now comes with a discount. If and this is what I'm going to say about it, too, because our draft comes up and our draft has a unique keeper rule. Our draft, you're allowed to keep someone. They can't be drafted in the first five rounds. And if you keep them, they cost you the pick two slots higher. Right, because we keep one player. Right. So if I draft somebody in the 10th round next year, if I want to keep that 10th rounder, it costs me an eighth rounder. Right. And anytime that pick ascends into the top five, they're unkeepable after that. I would keep, I may, if he's sitting around on the board and my team's looking pretty sharp, I'll pick up Darius guys with my last pick just to have him just he's an in automatic case keeper for next year. And because he's going to be like a 16th rounder, he's going to cost me a 14 next year. So I risk one pick and one keeper on him. What if he's awesome next year when he comes back? Now he's a, tw- he's a top five running back. Say he's going to be a 12th pick the year after that make that could work. Why am I telling people this? I'm broadcasting the strategy. <laughs> So Darius Geis is probably the only person who really falls off of most people's boards. He's definitely out in total redrafts. He's a consideration for a late-round flyer in Keeper. I don't really know where he falls in Dynasty. I have always had trouble ranking people for Dynasty because Dynasty is a totally different yeah, animal. I was in do. like one Dynasty league for a couple of years, and it was the draft was got very boring. <laughs> They're quick. Because we kept like five or six people, and there were 12 teams. Well, true Dynasties keep your entire roster. Really? Yes. No. Oh. Yes, or like 90%. Like if you have a 20-man roster, you keep like 18. Huh. Yeah, it's not competitive. Guys like Yancey Thigpen are in the first round. (laughs) Does he even still play? (laughs) God, no. He's from the 90s. He's got to be in his 60s. (laughs) He might still play. He might. He wasn't relevant then. He's not relevant now. This is true. So, all right. So, let's. people are going into their drafts. We're going to focus on redraft. We're going to focus mainly on um, one quarterback, non-super flex, um, PPRs. Right. Let's talk about strategy going in. We've talked a little bit about this in the past. Let's really formulate it based on what we've seen so far. Craig, what is your? do you have a basic strategy going into this? Um, are you talking about more for our league or like if we just drafted a team let's right say, now? Let's say a 12-team PPR league, full redraft, no keepers. 
for me, I would look to fill the running back spots first. Because the depth there falls off a cliff. It does. I can tell by you in, a lot. I can tell you in mocks I have been in, a lot of times by the time I go looking for my second running back, particularly if I'm not if I'm drafting in the first five picks in the snake, which means I'm my second round pick is round pick twenty. Right. By the time it gets back to me, Deion Lewis is the best available. Right. Everyone's going right. Didn't we back. draft him on our best ball thing we did? Yeah, at one time we did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did a best ball on Sunday, and the look on my face when it was all over, we put it on Twitter. We did. Go to Fignuts DFS and see the look on my face. I posted that to a group chat we're on Twitter of a bunch of guys who are in the industry, and like four guys were like, I know what you feel like, man. I've seen that. <laughs> I've, I've, I've made that face. I've, you know, it was, it was pretty funny. But um, yeah, we it was it was bad. It was bad. I, I felt really kind of. I kept getting sniped. I'd have a person, and literally the pick before or two picks before, somebody would go, and I'm like, ah, that means I'm just off the curve, and that's a terrible feeling to have. So, um, yeah. All right. So, so you got to grab a running back early if you can. Yeah. Where does, at least one. Where does the so you're in the first round? Yep. Where does the running back fall off? Let's presume Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham because. Antonio Brown's now dealing with a minor hamstring. It's probably minor. I'm not really worried about it. Um, Big Ben's concussion worries me, or concussion symptoms worry me. And let's let's divert for one quick second before I ask that question. Let me be clear about this. As somebody who works in the mental health field, concussion symptoms for individuals who have suffered multiple concussions can resurface with minor, minor head trauma. It's not something that heals and then it's fine. You don't have to suffer a concussion level hit on your fourth concussion to experience the symptoms. You can re-aggravate it very easily. Experts have told us this. I have seen it in person. I've seen people who smack their head into a door and they've had multiple concussions in their history and all of a sudden they start having post-concussion syndrome. It happens. So Big Ben being in the, the protocol means he got his head knocked. It doesn't necessarily mean he has a fourth concussion. It probably does. More than likely Fair. it does, but it's possible it doesn't because those things are cumulative. The damage never fully repairs and it's easily aggravated. So before people start freaking out, oh my God, Roethlisberger has another concussion. It's entirely possible that it's not. We'll wait and see. I'm not a doctor. I don't I don't play one on TV. I don't know for sure, but we'll wait and see. So back to my original point. Okay, so at what yeah. point do the running does the running back become so thin that you can't consider drafting a running back you have to go wide receiver. receiver. Like as in, you mean who's left? Yes. Or hmm. do I pull up a list of our running backs? Yeah. All right, that's coming up. Do, 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 do. Stand by. <laughs> we appreciate your patience. You may be asked to take a survey at the conclusion of this call. Okay, here we go. All right. All right, so you tell me, you're drafting in the first round, pure redraft, what name do you finally say, okay, no, I got to consider Brown or Beckham? I know you're not big on Antonio Brown, which is why I'm tossing Beckham, Beckham in as probably okay. the number two. Who do you have at number two at wideout? Let's see here. You have the list in front of you. I do. Wow, is that big. All right, let's say, let's say Brown, Hopkins, or Beckham. You're thinking about one of those three. Okay. At what point does that conversation enter your head? Todd Gurley goes one. Okay. Bell goes two. Mm-hmm. Elliott goes three. Johnson goes four. Kamara goes five. Because I know right. off the top of my head, you would take any of those guys over one of those wideouts. Yes. Six is Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley or one of those wideouts? Who's seven? Kareem Hunt. That's You're where thinking I would start. About it. That's where I would start thinking. All like, right. Well, I should take a receiver instead. So now let's play devil's advocate. You're drafting eighth in a 12-man redraft. 
Okay. And it goes Gurley, Bell, Elliott, Johnson, Kamara, Barkley, Hunt. Who's next? Leonard Fournette. I would take Beckham. So if you're drafting in like that eight hole or in that bottom third of the draft, you may face yourself with a decision over, do I want to go running back or do I want to go wide receiver? I'm going to go running back in most cases. I actually feel so strongly about the running back core that I probably would take any of the top 10 over Antonio Brown. And that would include Fournette, Cook, and Melvin Gordon. Not a big Melvin Gordon guy. You are not. I am not. (laughs) Not a big Melvin Gordon guy. So there's that. Um, But if you go running back, so it really depends on your draft position. That's true, too. So if we were in a snake draft and I was drafting 10th, and in that case you would get a double pick, I would go running back receiver. Right. So... Right. Okay. But now the problem is, all right. So, so we're talking about again, draft strategy position matters in those first six picks. You're going to get a decent running back to choose from, or have the option of going wide out. Right. If you're drafting, let's, let's stick with your example of drafting 10th. So you take, let's say for the sake of argument, take Antonio Brown, or let's say in Brown goes, you have to sell for Beckham. You have to settle for Beckham. Beckham's your one pick okay. on the way back. <clears throat> you're able to grab, let's say Devonte Freeman or Christian McCaffrey. In PPR, I would draft McCaffrey. Okay. You're not picking again for like another, let's see, you're on the way back. (laughs) 10 picks? Right. No, I'm not doing the math right. Drafted Uh, 10th. So you drafted 10th and then 14th overall. We got to go through the next nine, then through the nine again. You have 18 picks off. All right. Well, you said 12 teams, so I'd be drafting 12th, right? No, I had you picking 10th. Okay. Out of a 12-team draft. Number 10 out of a 12 Oh, but if I wanted the double pick, it would be the 12th pick. Right. Okay, so you want to go there instead? Yeah, let's go there. All right, so I think you still have the same option. All right, well, to the most part, so you get to 12. We're going to say the top eight or nine running backs are gone. Right. The top three wideouts. So your choices are then Melvin Gordon, mm-hmm. Devontae Freeman, mm-hmm. Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. And you have a double. Hmm. You've already fallen off that top tier running backs. We did, but now we're getting to a really gray, foggy area. And that's where it's dangerous, backs. and that's where I'm going with this point. You can, if you, so that situation, you're looking at Melvin Gordon. Let's say just would, Melvin Gordon and Julio Jones. Right. Julio Jones looks like a much better option. He does have those big games. It's going to be the second year in the offense. He's a much more attractive thing. The issue is, let's just say you decide to go Jones-Thomas. I'm going to bulk up at wideout. You have to be under the understanding. When it comes back to your pick, 23 picks later. It's going to be Geo. <laughs> You're looking at, okay, let's, all right, so 20, so we're in the third round, so we're talking about 36, I should pull up ADP. Let me pull up the current ADP. Hold on yeah, one second. Yeah, you're, you're Craig, drafting, you're drafting people you didn't realize were uh, starting running backs at that point. Uh, so then you have to think about, well, do I even bother with running back? Or do I try to take just the top, uh, like the top quarterback available? Okay, so Craig is drafting out of the 12 hole. You know what? Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do All this right. on the fly. You ready? On the fly. All right. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a draft simulator. All right. Fantasy Pros, by Good. the way, has this fantastic draft simulator where you can tell it I'm in a 12 team PPR and I'm drafting 12. Okay. And it will use its own ADP against it. So 2018, we're gonna do PPR scoring. We're gonna do 12 people and we're gonna do the 12th position. All right. And in the interest in moving this along, here we go. Start your draft. And we're going. This is strictly what Craig would do. It's loading on my laptop. All right, so Craig, Todd Gurley, Bell, Johnson, Brown, Kamara, Barkley. Oh wow, that went way too fast. <laughs> we are we are not a pro podcast here, folks. We are trying. That's why we need the Kickstarter. <laughs> okay, so Craig comes up at twelve. Okay, 
Um, Bell, Gurley, Brown, Johnson, Elliott, Hopkins, Kamara, Beckham, Barkley, Gordon, and Hunt are okay. all gone. All right. The top eight running backs are gone. Okay. The top three wideouts are okay. gone. Right. On the board is Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, A.J. Green. The best running back available is Dalvin Cook or Leonard Fournette. Where do you go? Um, Let's go Fournette. You're going to draft running back even though... Yeah, because he's not going to be there by the time it's my pick again. All right. We're going to take Leonard Fournette, and now you're picking again. Same list, except Fournette. Uh, what, was the re- what was the receiver list? You got Jones, Thomas, Keenan Allen, and A.J. Green. Uh, ooh. Mm, Thomas. I like Michael Thomas. That's well documented. All right. <laughs> I'm going to try. Oh, here we go. There's a draft board option here. Here we go. Hold on. Stand Wait by. Wait for it. Wait for it. Okay. So Craig takes Fournette and Thomas, Dalvin Cook, Julio Jones, Christian McCaffrey, Keenan Allen, LaShawn McCoy, A.J. Green, Devontae Adams, Rob Gronkowski goes near the end of round two, Joe Mixon, Devontae Freeman, Mike Evans ends round two. Round three, Travis Kelsey, Jarek McKinnon, Larry Fitzgerald, T.Y. Hilton, Jordan Howard, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Tyree Kill, Doug Baldwin, Aaron Rodgers is the first quarterback taken at pick 310, and Amari Cooper. Okay. Craig, you are left. Who's the top three running back and receiver? The top three running backs are Alex Collins, Kenyon Drake, and Jay Ajayi. And this is where my point goes. Those are all terrible for your number two. (laughs) Your top three wideouts available are Demarius Thomas, Golden Tate, and Jarvis Landry. Uh, Drew Brees. You're going to go quarterback. At that point, I feel like I would have to because Drew Brees is not going to be there when it's my pick again. Well, you're picking double, aren't you? Not now because... The double would be someone else, wouldn't it? No, it's always at the end of the round. Oh, all right. Don't and Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, they're all out there. You still want to reach for Breeze? Yes. All right, hold on. I'm telling the computer to ignore every recommendation <laughs> and draft Drew Breeze. And Craig is on the clock again. All right, so who do we have left? Top three receiver and running back again? Running backs. Alex Collins, Kenyon Drake, Jay Ajayi, wide receivers. You got Demarius Thomas, Golden Tate, and Jarvis Landry. Ooh. Wow, it'd either be between... Um... Tate and uh, Thomas. Make an assessment. Thomas. That's a good call because Tate actually has the same off week as Michael Thomas. So you're not getting the same off week that way. So Demarius Thomas is the right call. And I would have pointed that out before you took. All right. Back to the draft board. So, and again, this is the issue when you have snake drafts and you pick in an extreme in the first three or the last three picks, you have to be prepared for long waits and your strategy has to shift to accommodate those long waits. That's why we're doing this. This is an example of where the long wait is really going to be significant. All right, since Demarius Thomas went off the board, I'm just going to read them in order. Jarvis Landry, Zach Ertz, Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, Allen Robinson, Golden Tate, Brandon Cooks, Alex Collins, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marvin Jones, Deshaun Watson, Jay Ajayi, Michael Crabtree, Tevin Coleman, Josh Gordon, Lamar Miller, Russell Wilson, Alshon Jeffrey, Rashad Penny, Chris Hogan, Royce Freeman, Mark Ingram. Craig is back on the board. He has one quarterback, one wideout, and one running back. No, I have two. You have two wide receivers. Two I'm sorry, outs. two wideouts, a running back, and a quarterback. Right. So you're are you look you're not looking well. All right, you're not looking quarterback right here, nope. right? Okay. Your top three running backs are Deion Lewis, Rex Burkhead, and Ronald Jones out of Tampa. Oh God. Your top three wideouts are Corey Davis, Sammy Watkins, or Emmanuel Sanders. Ooh. Um. Hmm. That is a tough one. Let's go with Deion. Deion Lewis. No faith in Tennessee. Am I bitter? Nope. Uh, probably. You probably are. I probably am. All right, so what are the top three receivers and tight ends? Top three receivers available right now are Corey Davis, Sammy Watkins, and Emmanuel Sanders. 
Okay. The top three tight ends are Greg Olson, Evan Engram, and De- De- Delaney Walker. Only three tight ends have been taken, so you can expect a tight end run soon. Um, hmm. Ooh, that's a tough one, too. I know, but God, Olsen, there's no clock on that. I know, really. I feel like Heidek. Uh or Sean. Um, hmm. Drafting with Sean is like building a brick wall on <laughs> the Autobahn. Everything's going fine, and then bam. Thank you, Chick. Um, has Greg Olson ever finished the season? Yeah, actually, last year I think it was the first year he didn't play at least 15 games. Hmm. You know, let's go. Who I think's gonna have a good year? We'll go with Jimmy Graham. All right. Hold on one second. Lock that in. All right. Jimmy Graham drafted. All right, so let's run down your team right now as okay. the draft board is filling in. Yep. You got Breeze at quarterback. Yep. Your running backs are Fournette and Lewis. Your wideouts are Thomas, Thomas, Michael and Demarius, <laughs> and Jimmy Graham. So I think we can pause there because this illustrates the point. You waited on running back. You grabbed <clears throat> you grabbed Leonard Fournette with your first pick because he was the best available. Right. But then you just made a decision to not double up on running back. At that point, you could have taken, wait for it, I'm looking back, I'm just looking back at the draft board to see who else was available. Christian McCaffrey and Devontae Freeman were both sitting there. You could have gone running back, running back, and you would have had to then settle it wide out. Are you right. comfortable with waiting on that second running back and ending up with Deion Lewis? I am for the level of receiver I got. Because for me, I think that's more, that'd be the bigger thing, because there's such a drop-off. I've also had McCaffrey on my team, and... He's he catches. He's not going to rush for 120 yards. Right. He's going to rush for 40 yards. He's going to catch for like anywhere between 30 to you know 50 yards, 60 yards maybe with like three catches. So I mean, see, I'm not really comfortable there. I really am not. I just I don't feel like you can pass on running back. Uh, last year there was a lot of chatter about zero running back theory. Hmm. I'm not hearing that chatter this year. I think you have got to grab a running back in the first round or have a plan to get one sleeper-wise late. Like, if you think there's somebody outside the top 10 that's really... Like, let's... There's some Trev, there's some Tevin Coleman supporters out there. People who think Tevin Coleman's going to surpass Devontae Freeman. I heard the same stuff last year. I don't believe it then. I don't believe it now. But let's say you felt certain in your heart Tevin Coleman was going to be the number one in Atlanta and was going to have a top 10 year. In that case, I would be comfortable waiting on running back. I don't feel that way. I feel like you have got to get running back early, and I feel you have to get the running back often. I foresee a potential situation where I have three running backs before I have a starting complement of quarterbacks and wide receivers in my head. We also have a flex Mm. position, which helps. True, that does help. I don't mind having extra depth at running back if it presents itself. Now, that being said, I'm not going to force it. If I'm looking at a situation where Michael Thomas is available, but Deion Lewis is the best running back, somehow that would happen. I don't know how, but somehow that would happen. I'm not going to push it, but I absolutely... I, I, so I think, you would skip over Lewis to get Thomas? Yes. Yeah, in that situation, I would. But I also think like you took Drew Brees way too early in that setup. Because right now I'm looking at it, quarterback's still on the board, and this would be round six or seven, are Phillip Rivers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Pat Mahomes, and Jared Goff. I'm very comfortable with starting one of them. If I can if I can grab three potentially mid-round quarterbacks later, I'm much more comfortable with that than going up for one of the guys early. Now, that being said, if it's round seven and I'm staring at the all and not a single quarterback has been taken, you damn straight I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. It's happening. Right. But I thought going up for Breeze I was a little bit risky. A little bit. I'm just I'm always I've always been a big fan of having the quarterback receiver combo. And that gave you that, yeah. But that's me. Yeah. 
But that's that. I had that last year. I had Michael Thomas and Drew Brees, or the year before. Well, last year I made the Super Bowl. I didn't win the Super Bowl, <laughs> but I made the Super Bowl, so it's kind of hard. <coughs> to I say won. That. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but you you lost the regular season matchup, and that's the one that gets the trophy. So you can go screw on that. So that's that's what happened. So let's do a quick reset. Let's do one because we have just a few minutes left. Let's sure. do one from the dead center of the draft. Ooh. I want you to do one from pick say six. All right. From the sixth pick, same format, snake PPR. Let's do four or five rounds. We're starting the draft. <clears throat> okay. Takes a moment do, to load. Do, 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 do. Okay. Hold on a second because I got to get the draft board up. I spent the last of our money on this talking Al Gore doll. You are listening to me talk. Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Antonio Brown, all gone. Okay. Top three running backs available are Zeke, Barkley, and Gordon. Okay. Top three wideouts are Hopkins, Beckham, and Jones. Let's go Zeke. Because their offense is going to have no other offense but him. All right. So now you've got a bit of a wait. Draft board is filling in. Again, Fantasy Pros has this fantastic draft simulator. It's a lot of fun just practice. All right. So you took uh, Zeke after you, Saquon, Julio, Jones, Kareem Hunt, Hopkins, Beckham, Michael Thomas, Allen, Gordon, Joe Mixon, Fournette, McCaffrey, Delvin Cook. So again, running backs go quickly. You're up. All right. All the quarterbacks are still available. <clears throat> okay. Best running backs available are Devontae Freeman, Jared McKinnon, and Jordan Howard. Okay. Best wideouts available. This is no contest. You're AJ Green, Devontae Adams, or Mike Evans. Uh, we're drafting sixth. Sixth. Uh, you're literally in the middle of the pack. Let's go running back again. Really? You're going to pass up on AJ Green? You? Yeah. So you're looking at Freeman, McKinnon, Howard, McCoy, Alex Collins. Uh, Freeman. I do like Devontae Freeman. I don't buy... The truthers that tell me that uh, he's not going to do well. <laughs> now here, all right. Before I click on this, he's got the same off week as Zeke. Oh crap! All right, and let's go AJ. AJ Green. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, bye weeks really, really pay attention to bye weeks. Yes. Because that can screw you. <laughs> oh, and it has. It and has. It has. In, it has in all formats. All right. So you take AJ Green, Devonte Adams, Devonte Freeman, Rob Gronkowski again in the second, Jarek McKinnon, Mike Evans, Kelsey in the third. LaShawn McCoy, Aaron Rodgers at pick 3-3. Jordan Howard, Larry Fitz. Craig is back on the clock. He's got one running back and one wideout. Okay. The only quarterback off the board is Rodgers. Okay. Running backs, Alex Collins, Kenyon Drake, Jay Ajayi. <laughs> Same as before. Wideouts, T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs. Oh. Well, who are you hoping to hear there? Doug Baldwin's the next name, Donald, as oh, you want to talk God. about Dougie B. But at this point, don't you let's have go, to think about going go, wideout? Let's go Diggs. You gotta kind of go Diggs, right? <clears throat> I mean, you can go Diggs or Thielen. I've heard that he has he's has more of chemistry with Diggs right now, so let's go Diggs. All right, Stefan Diggs is the pick. Nine percent of the experts agree. The draft. All right, so now you you have two you have two running two wideouts and one running back. Right. Draft board. There you are. Tyreek Hill, Doug Baldwin, Adam Thielen, Josh Gordon, T.Y. Ty, Hilton, and Demarius Thomas. A string of eight straight wide receivers. You were number two in that string, so you anticipated the string. Russell Wilson, Zach Ertz, Golden Tate, Amari Cooper, Jarvis Landry, Brandon Cook. So since Craig last picked, the only non-wideouts to go were Ertz and Russell Wilson. Every other pick has been wideout because the running back core has evaporated. Right. So now Craig is weighted on running back. And as a result, in this particular spot, the running back numbers haven't changed. So your choices at running back are still Alex Collins, <laughs> Kenyon Drake, or Jay Ajayi. 
You have two wideouts, so you don't need to go wideout, but the best available is Allen Robinson. And at quarterback, you have everyone except for Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. What do you do? Um, and you have the same tight end thing. All The top three tight ends are gone. That first tier of tight ends is gone. Right. It's everybody else. Um, let's go Breeze again. So, But now you're reaching for Breeze around later. Did you notice right. that? Yep. It's around later that you're reaching for Breeze. And? And we'll do one more pick, and then we'll reevaluate <laughs> where you are. Okay. Next went Brady, Schuster, Robinson, Newton, Watson, Drake, Davis, Royce Freeman, Hogan, and Alex Collins. Okay. So Craig is back up again. The best running back on the board is Jay Ajayi. Oh, dear God. Lamar Miller or Deion Lewis. Oh, it's Deion Lewis again. <laughs> Whiteouts are Marvin Jones, Alshon Jeffrey, or Michael Crabtree. Um, All the tight ends are still there, except for the top three. And you already drafted the quarterback, but the top six quarterbacks are gone. Everyone right. from Carson Wentz down is there. Well, that's a tough one. I mean, I guess I can draft Deion again and hope Jimmy Graham is there the next round. Because tight ends. Well, here's the question. All right, so is there yep. a running back you can reach for? Hmm. What about Rashad Penny? Oh, that's right. He's having surgery. <laughs> he is. <laughs> what about Chris Thompson with the Geis injury? That's a possibility. Could wait around and still get him. <clears throat> is what's his name in the rookie in Denver still there? Marlon. Uh, no, Royce Freeman went last round. No. Oh. But Marlon Mack is still floating around at 38th amongst the running backs. Who's the running back in San Francisco now? <laughs> that everyone got hurt. Uh, well, McKinnon, but right now, I guess Alfred Morris, technically, hmm. Matt Breida, if he's, you know, my question is this, can you grab Marvin Jones and wait one more round on running back because no one else is drafting running back right now? Uh, I think that's a good choice. All right, let's do Marvin Jones. Well, let's do one more round and see what we wind up with. Yeah, watch, it's going to be all running backs. Probably. Derek Henry, Rex Burkhead, Jay Ajayi. Oh, God, I'm leaving now. Ronald Jones, <laughs> Lamar Miller, Mark Ingram. Oh, God, Sony Michelle. <laughs> the next like six picks are all running backs uh alshon jeffrey evan engram jimmy graham delaney walker greg olson so a tight end run but at running back you still have left Deion lewis rashad petty duke johnson tevin coleman chris thompson marshall lynch a lot of those fourth or fifth tier guys are still there right so you were probably gonna take Deion lewis in that spot more than likely in which case now you can take Deion one round later and still get marvin jones out of it so let's take Deion lewis there which is a bad pick because he has the same bye week as Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> of course. But now let's take a look. So you have Drew Brees at quarterback, Zeke Elliott, and Deion Lewis. Now you had Deion Lewis in the last group, but you had him paired with Leonard Fournette. That's an right. improved... That's an improved right. combo. Your wideouts are A.J. Green and Stefan Diggs. I also consider that to be improved. And your flex right now is Marvin Jones because you have three wideouts. So you have depth at wideout. You have a clear stud running back. You've got a top three quarterback, what I consider to be a top three or four quarterback. You're not in terrible shape. So drafting out of the six kind of set you up differently. And you notice the approach was different. The approach is very different by Craig. He grabbed the first stud that he saw at running back and then let the other ones come to him. And as soon as he saw that the running back pool was thinning, he shifted to wide out. So again, I guess the, the big point here is you have to let the draft come to you. And I know I said this last year. You go in with an idea. Here's what I know people are going to do. We know people are going running back early. We know this. Right. You have got to get a stud running back early. If you can get two stud running backs in the first two rounds, you absolutely should because otherwise you're going to end up with Deion Lewis. <laughs> and I'm sorry, exactly. Deion Lewis may have a great year. He's not a stud running back. No. He's just not. All right. So 
people sit there and go, well, I can't pass on Antonio Brown. Yes, you can. Because if you're going to get somebody like A.J. Green on the comeback, I'd rather have Ezekiel Elliott and A.J. Green than Antonio Antonio Brown Brown and Deion Deion Lewis. Lewis. I would rather have that combo. So you have to know what your draft is going to be. And you can't rely totally on ADP and mock drafts. They're a great practice tool. But at the end of the day, you have to rely on what you're going to see and what you're going to do. Exactly. So so my basic strategy is grab stud running back as early as possible. Get two if you can, but don't reach. And make sure you fill in position of strengths. Always draft from the position of availability and not need. Particularly in a flex format. If you have a flex position, it's okay to draft three wide receivers with your first four picks. He's just going to go into the flex. It's okay to draft three running backs with your first three picks. I have been in mock drafts, particularly in best ball, where a team's first six picks were all running back. Yeah. It's happened. Craig was sitting there with me. He was like, what the hell is this guy taking Marlon Mack in the fourth round? He's already got an amazing stable of running backs. He already had like Zeke Elliott and Devontae Freeman, and he goes and he takes Marlon Mack. We're like, what the hell is he doing? It it gets done. Yep. We are way past out of time. Craig, we are. final thoughts. Final thoughts. Brits made that face that we posted on Twitter because uh, instead of drafting Blake Bortles, I had to draft Andy Dalton as our last pick. Blake Bortles. <laughs> the answer to every Blake question Bortles is Blake Bortles. will be in a Super Bowl eventually. As a, as, as a watcher. He'll be in the third row <laughs> as a guest of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He'll be a goodwill ambassador. He might even be on the sideline and might give him a press pass. <laughs> He's going to be there for Sirius XM Radio. My final thought is this. We have been blessed in that the community of fantasy football experts, while they don't consider us experts by any stretch, I don't know if I yeah, consider us experts. Yeah, we are more the, the, podca- the fantasy podcast for the common player. Yes, for the person who wants to be entertained as well like Dusty as Rhodes, informed. For the common man. That's it. I. That's it. All right, call <laughs> the WWE. Get the American Dream theme licensed. I want it on the next podcast. Okay. We're all right. Where was I going with this? All right, yeah. We're not what I can say. I've been I've been disappointed lately that there has been a lot of competition and angry talk between different experts. I listen to Sirius XM Radio a lot. Their fantasy channel is almost always on in my office from the first week of July when they start introducing the extreme amount of football podcasting all the way through the Super Bowl for that like eight month period. Is that eight months? Yeah. It's more like six or seven. Six-ish. For like the six-month period, I listen to them almost exclusively. This year in particular, I've been very disappointed to hear a lot of negativity directed from one podcast to another. They use a number of different sites. The Guru, FantasyGuru.com is represented. Roto Ballers. Uh, Roto Experts used to be on there. Roto Wire. Fantasy Alarm. All of these different guys. Um, oh, God. What's the one? The one that does the stats for NBC. Uh, fantasy Football Pros? Yeah, yes, I think it was Fantasy or, Pros, something like that. Fantasy Pros or Pro yeah. Football Talk or something. Pro Football Focus. There That's the go. one I'm thinking of. All these different shows. Sorry, I got distracted there for a minute. All these different people have different shows. I have been discouraged this year at the amount of we're better than everybody else talk out there. I listened to one guy today who was like, we give it to you straight. A lot of the guys here, they like their guys and they don't tell you the truth. They tell you what you want to hear. We're giving it to you straight. We're not afraid to say that this guy sucks. We're the only ones that give you straight. That's why you should subscribe to our our site. That is why I hope to God we never get to the point where we have to charge a subscription. We might want to... 
do a donation thing, like a Patreon thing. We can do thing a donation someday. thing. Maybe we want to pursue that someday. I never want to be a subscription site. I never want to sit in front of a microphone and have to say, this expert's stupid because I'm smarter and my predictions are better. We are lucky that in the Twitter universe, we have been widely accepted. Thank you to all our followers. Thank you to all the other experts who retweet us on a regular basis. We also retweet a lot of their stuff. You'll notice it's the same guys we retweet all the time. Those are the guys we trust. Those are the guys we've talked to. Those are the guys who are doing it right. We don't just retweet people who say retweet us. We retweet people who we read their stuff and we look at their stuff. I'm disappointed that there is not that level of quote unquote friendship in the actual commercial world of it. I get it's a business. I get it's right. a, com- a competition for subscribers. But at the same time, I am never going to sit here and try to degrade another person. I may say their prediction is nuts. I may laugh at their prediction, but I am never going to sit here and say my podcast is better than another person's podcast. It's just not going to happen. And it's disappointing to me. So while you're out there and you're competing for listeners and uh, players and for superiority in the fantasy football world at whatever level you participate in. Let's remember we're all trying to do the same goddamn job here. We're all trying to help the same group of people. It is not about being right over somebody else. It is about being as accurate as possible and making good predictions. The end. It just that's my final thought. I'm just very disappointed that I have to hear listen to some of that today. So. That's a good note to end on, though. Thank you. I felt like I felt like Jerry Springer giving one of his last <laughs> notes. What was it? Here's my final thought. Nobody wins when parents fight. Anyway, all right. So um, we are back next week. Next week, we will have the commissioner of the CTFFL Let's in see studio. What's the updated over-under on him showing up? A 70-30, 70% in favor of. All right. He has confirmed for next week. Uh, it is my brother, a dear friend, and, and my brother, Adam, who <laughs> runs our league, has run, done so for many years uh, with Craig. He does all the draft planning. He will be here to talk to would-be commissioners about what it takes to start your own league, run your own league, what do you have to do, when you have to do it. If you've ever thought about starting your own fantasy league, go for it. This is yeah, Go for it, and this is the guy you want to talk to because he's done it for a long time. We hope to have him this week. That was my mistake. We have him next week. So we will have him in studio, and we will be focusing next week almost solely on how to start your own fantasy league um, and and get your friends involved in what you need to do. Particularly from the live draft perspective, there's a it's a lot easier to do an online draft than it is to get ten to twelve guys in the same room or plus. I I heard of a league today that has twenty guys in it. Holy shit! They have four divisions of five teams. Only division winners make their playoffs. Wow. And they get all 20 guys in the same room That's once impressive. a year. And they're very, here's the date. It's the same weekend every year. It's the Saturday every year. If you don't show up, we will replace you at the end. It is, it is very straightforward. And they get all 20 guys there every year. Nice. That's fantastic stuff. So we will be here next week to talk about, in the meantime, Fignuts DFS on Twitter. Fignuts at Gmail. 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 <laughs> Gmail.com. I've only had one beer, folks. Swear to God. Uh, fignutsdfs at gmail.com leave us a review on iTunes uh, send us some keeper questions um, I had one sure. or two of them the other day I got a uh, shout out to Skinny Larry and hi Deb hi Deb we're really late on saying hi to hi, Deb, Deb today um, hi Cinch our friend uh, yeah hi Cinch our friend uh, our friend from curling Skinny Larry had a question just out of the blue walks up to me at a picnic like two weeks ago and is like Saquon Barkley what do you think and I'm like hi Larry it's good to see you too <laughs> you're like he's a Penn State running back <laughs> this, cricket. cricket that's not what i said you know i'm big on barkley so um and the guy was handing me a beer so i was gonna tell him whatever he wanted to hear anyway so but um no i was gonna give him good advice give me a beer you get good advice that's the way this works 
So until then, next week, we will be back with my brother, Adam. Until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. This is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Be good, everybody. Mm-hmm.